Spirit of a Champion presents Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. Welcome to another Encouraging Moment. Hi, I'm Bobby Williams, and I'm so glad you joined me today. I want to talk to you today about dreaming the impossible. When you dream the impossible, there's always trials and turns and twists along the way. But with God's help, He will get you victorious. And that's what we're going to talk about today in the lesson. Go to Genesis 37. That's where our message comes from. And it's the story of Joseph, a wonderful young man of 17 years old, and all the happenings in his life and the trials that he went through, and yet the victory that he had because he was a dreamer. What have you been dreaming about? What's in your heart that God has placed in your heart? And you may think, Bobby, it's been too long. I've been dreaming this forever, and I'm older now, and I just can't see how God's going to do it. Or you may be very young, and you're saying, well, I don't have the resources. I don't have the finances. I don't have the ingenuity. I don't have the degree. Well, don't worry about all those things. Just continue to follow Christ. And we're going to learn in this message that God will see you through to victory. Amen and amen. Well, today we're offering Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams, our new book, 52 Weeks of Inspiration for Your Daily Walk with Christ. Every week, we've got this great inspirational message that God has given Himself, and the pictures within this book, they are beautiful, and this book is selling very quickly, and you'll want to get a copy. You can get a copy on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or just go to our website, EncouragingMoments.com. Every penny of this book, the book sales, go for us to produce more programs to get more people to a deeper walk with Christ or to lead them in a saving relationship with our Lord Jesus. What a wonderful day it is to help us to get the word out for Jesus Christ. You know, the world is in constant turmoil, and especially today, and I believe in my heart that Jesus is coming back soon. And since he is, we have a window of opportunity right now to get to the lost, to get to those who don't know Christ, and also to deepen the faith of those walking with the Lord. And that's what this program is all about. We want to inspire and encourage you. This wonderful new book, Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams, we've taken the best of our TV show, which actually is one-minute vignettes that we've done for TCT Network and RBTV, and we've taken 52 of those and put them in this book. And people are writing us and telling us that it's changing their life. And we've got chapters in here like Overcoming Anxiety, The Anointing of God on Your Life, Walking with God, How to overcome depression, all kinds of wonderful things. So during this crucial time, we could really use your help to help get out the word for Christ. Well, thank you for that moment. And let's get into our lesson. Go to Genesis 37 and let's read from God's word. I'm going to start in verse one and skip around a little bit because of time. But you're going to see a wonderful story of a man who became victorious even when he was dreaming the impossible. Joseph was a young man of 17 years old, and he lived with his father and his brothers and family in the land of Canaan. He was tending the flocks with his brothers, and he was the favorite son of his father, 
And because he was the favorite son, his father made him a coat of many colors. He had this coat, and every time his brothers saw the coat, it reminded them of the fact that the father had made it known that he loved this young son more than them because the boy was born in his old age, and he had an affinity towards this young man. It goes on to say that Joseph was a dreamer. In verse 5, it says, Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaf arose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. This was a depiction of the fact that down the road or later in life that Joseph would have this great position and that was the dream that God gave him in his heart that he'd have this great position of power and the brothers would kneel to him and bow to him and even his father would. And of course they laughed at him, they mocked him, they didn't like him for sure and they had a bad plan for his life. The brothers connived together to do something terrible. So one day the brothers were out grazing the sheep, the sheep were eating all the the cattle and oxen, everything else they had. The father, Israel, he asked Joseph, will you go out to your brothers and bring me back a report how they're doing? Take them some food, talk to them and let them know I'm thinking about them. And so he goes out alone to meet the brothers out in the field. And this is what happens. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them near Dothan. But when they saw him in the distance, and before he reached them, they plotted to kill him. Here comes that dreamer, they said to each other. Come now, let's kill him and throw him into one of the wells or cisterns and say that a ferocious animal devoured him. Then we'll see what comes of his dreams. And so they had this plan. They didn't like the dreamer. And you know, that comes to my first point when you're going down the road and God has given place to dream in your heart. There's going to be adversity. There's going to be people that want you to succeed, but there's going to be many people that don't believe in you, don't believe in your God, and they are going to come against you. And so these brothers came against Joseph. He was just a fine young man, and they wanted to kill him. Well, in the meantime, one of the brothers heard this and tried to rescue him from their hands. His name was Reuben. He's in verse 21. Let's not take his life, he said. Don't shed any blood. Throw him into the cistern over here in the wilderness, but don't lay a hand on him. Reuben spoke up for Joseph, but it didn't matter too much. I mean, they didn't kill him, but what they did was they stripped his robes off and, and his coat of many colors, and they threw him down in a well. And of course, he cried out, Help me, help me, brothers, don't do this to me. But they stripped him of his robe, the ornate robe that he was wearing, and they took him and threw him into the cistern. And the cistern was empty with no water in it. So they were going to kill him. But along came, like God does, along came a caravan, merchants came by, and his brothers decided to sell Joseph to this caravan. Now here it is, their younger brother, and they sell him into slavery. What about you? You may have been going through crazy trials right now, and you think that it's really bad, and it may be bad. But listen some more. Joseph was only 17 years old. He was sold into slavery. As the story goes, Joseph is taken to Potiphar's house in Egypt. Now, he loses his country. He loses his father and mother. He loses his brothers. 
It is the craziest story to know that Joseph went through such pain and agony. So God blesses him because he's a God man, because he serves God, because he's a dreamer, and he leaves that dream in his heart. That's what I'm trying to say to you today. When you're dreaming the impossible, you're going to have adversity. But no matter what tragedy strikes, stand firm with God. He will make a way. In your tears, in your sorrow, in your hurt, stand with Christ. You know, the Bible says in Matthew 6, Seek the kingdom of God first and his righteousness, and all these things will be brought unto you. I love Psalm 37. It says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, this is what this man was all about, Joseph, this young man. And he's sold in slavery. And in one day, just like that, he loses everything he ever had, even the love of his father that he loved so much. I'm sure in tears, he said, God, what did I do? I didn't do anything wrong. And I'm sure many of you have not done anything wrong. It's still been a hard thing for you to get through to try to get to your dream. Now, sometimes in life, we do bad things, and God has to correct us. Sometimes we're in places of learning. When tragedy strikes, we have to learn these, these lessons, and it makes our faith grow. And you're going to see in this story, as we go down the road, that Joseph learned all the things he had to learn before God could fulfill the dream that Joseph had in his heart. Remember, God had given the dream to him in chapter 37, and he said, you're going to be higher than your brothers. You're going to be in a power position. And that was the dream in his heart. But remember, now he's sold into slavery. He's just a slave with no possessions, with no family, with no country, with no love of his mom and dad anymore because he can't talk to him. He's in a different country. So the way God handles it, though, is so wonderful. The next chapter talks about how Joseph ended up in Potiphar's house. Potiphar was a leader in the Egyptian leadership under the Pharaoh, and he was a good man for the most part, and he was an Egyptian, one of the Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard. The Ishmaelites took him to Potiphar and sold him to Potiphar. And so Potiphar took him into his household, and because he saw all the greatness in Joseph, even as a young man, people saw God in him, people saw discipline in him, people saw wonderful things in him, so they put him in charge of the whole household, and he flourished. And everything that Joseph put his hand to benefited Potiphar. Listen to this in 39. Uh, it's actually Genesis 39, verse 2. The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered, and he lived in the house of the Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with Joseph and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in the eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household, and he entrusted him to take care of everything he owned. From the time he put him in charge of his household and of all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. This is my next point. No matter what happens, no matter what tragedy strikes, no matter what terribleness strikes, and you're in the waiting room and you're waiting for God to help you make your dream come true, stay so faithful to God that you work hard, you bless others, and you're glorifying God and rejoicing in God no matter what's going on. And that's what Joseph did. He had to turn away from his sorrow. He had to look up to God. 
He had to trust God in the waiting room. And he said, until you come and change my life, Lord, I am going to follow and serve you no matter what. And as he did, he found favor with man, which was Potiphar, and he found favor with God. What's your attitude right now in the middle of maybe trying to reach your dreams? Is your attitude good? Are you trusting God? Are you believing in the dream still? Are you believing that the dream, the impossible dream in your heart can still come true? Maybe when you were younger, it was easy to dream because you hadn't been through so much. But I want you to turn your eyes off the winds and the waves in your life, and I want you to turn your eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ and just believe Him in the waiting room. Trust Him as you wait. Be faithful. Bless others. Love others around you. Be happy for their success and be expectant about what God is about to do for you because he loves you and he said he will never leave you nor forsake you in Deuteronomy 31. So Joseph does this. Joseph gets excited. Joseph works the household. He does everything he can, but all of a sudden he's about to get in trouble again for something he didn't do. Joseph has a Potiphar's house, he's in charge of everything, but Potiphar has a wife who has an eye for Joseph. Joseph's a handsome young man, the Bible says, and Potiphar's wife wanted to lay with him. Potiphar's wife wanted to have sexual relations with him, and he said, absolutely not. In fact, she comes to him and she tells him, I want you. And he says, I can't do it because your husband has put me in charge of this whole household and I will not do that to him. That's my master and I'm not going to do this. And so she grabs his robe because they were standing close to each other and he runs out of the room. And when Potiphar comes home, this lie is told about Joseph. He tried to come on to me. He tried to make sport of me, the Bible says. And what's terrible about that is Joseph gets thrown in prison. Potiphar has to go with his wife, but he really believes Joseph, but he puts him in prison. He didn't want to do it, but he did it anyway. So the next thing that happens to poor Joseph, he's put in prison, and he stays between 17 and about 16 more years. He grows up in prison, Potiphar's house and then prison, and he cries out to God, Lord, please remember me. Down in prison, I know he probably shed many tears, but he continued to work. And of course, down when he goes down into prison, because he's following the Lord in the waiting room, God gives him favor again, and the warden puts him in charge of the whole prison. Now, you may think to yourself, why would God do this? God was preparing him, and that's the, my next point. God is preparing you for the next level. You have to go and be happy in what you're doing right now and be thankful for what God has done already in your life. And like I said, be expectant about what he's about to do for you. You don't have a bad attitude in the midst of going to the next level. No, if you'll have a good attitude and if you'll do your best and if you'll fight the good fight, then God will take you to the next level. And of course, in Joseph's life, he had to learn the language. He didn't know the language. He had to learn the prison system. He had to learn the leadership system. He had to learn how they went in, how they went out. He had to learn how they thought and what the goals were of leadership. And of course, he learned so much in prison, but think of the agony he had to go through. He heard the whippings. He heard the beheadings. He heard the torture. And he was a voice 
a great voice in the midst of a terrible prison. And, of course, he was blessed because he was highly favored of God and he was highly favored of man. So he gets through prison, but as he's in prison, two of Pharaoh's lead people, one was a cupbearer and one was a baker, and they come and they're thrown into prison because the Pharaoh's not happy with them. They have dreams. Both of those men have dreams. Now, remember the dreamer, Joseph. He's got a special gift God has given him. He can interpret dreams of other people. And he has dreams himself, and he's a big dreamer. And he has an impossible dream in his life. He's trying to dream the impossible for his life. (laughs) And God's given him this gift. So the cupbearer and the baker come to prison. And, of course, Joseph has to interact with them. Both of them have dreams. Joseph interprets the dreams, both of the ends of those dreams. Just exactly as Joseph interpreted them, they come true. Well, the cupbearer, in his dream, he gets to go back to the pharaoh and become part of the leadership again. But the baker, he is murdered by the prison. So as the cupbearer goes back to Pharaoh, Joseph says to him, remember me someday when you're in the Pharaoh's court and remind him, you know, let him know I'm down here for something I didn't do, and maybe he'll find favor with me. Well, two years go by and nothing happens for Joseph. And of course, in this waiting room time, he's probably thinking to himself, You know, gosh, it'd be easy to give up, but I'm not going to do it because I'm going to keep my faith in Christ. That's what Joseph did. And so it comes to bear that, guess what? God gives Pharaoh a dream. Now, I believe that God gave Pharaoh a dream because it was time to raise Joseph up. It was time for the dream to come true. It was time for God to get Joseph exactly where he needed to be, and it was time to do the impossible for Joseph. Remember, he has no family there. He's in prison, and he's working with the warden of the prison, but there's no way he can get out at this point. But remember, God placed the cupbearer and the baker in his midst, and he did this act for him by interpreting their dreams. That cupbearer is right next to Pharaoh. Pharaoh has a dream, and he's distressed over it. He calls the magicians in and the soothsayers and all these crazy people, and none of them can tell Pharaoh what the dream means. Well, finally, after two years, the cupbearer says to Pharaoh, there is an Israelite that God is in him down in your prison. I had a dream, and the baker had a dream, and he interpreted those, and they came out to be true. And so Pharaoh calls up Joseph from the prison to the palace. And listen to what it says. So Pharaoh sent for Joseph. This is in chapter 41, verse 14. Genesis 41, verse 14. And you'll want to underline this in your Bible. This is really important. So Pharaoh went for Joseph, and he was quickly brought from the dungeon. When he had shaved and changed his clothes, he came before Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream, and no one can interpret it. But I have heard it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. I cannot do it, Joseph replied to Pharaoh, but God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. Now, this is the most unbelievable statement in this whole story. The dreamer trusted God so much, that's Joseph, that he gave God all the credit, and that's what I want to tell you today. As you go down the road, good or bad, whatever happens to you, keep trusting God, but keep glorifying his name and keep telling people that my God will do it, that I trust in my God and I'm giving him the credit. Amen? 
That's what you do. And that's what Joseph said. Remember what he said when Pharaoh said to him, now this is a man that can kill him just like that. And he's not afraid. He says, I cannot do it. Joseph replied to Pharaoh, but God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. So Pharaoh tells him his dream. And in his dream, Pharaoh has seven years of plenty. There's seven years where crops and fields and harvests are great. And then there's seven years of famine. And Joseph says to him, now concerning your dream, there's seven years of plenty. And during those seven years, we must put that grain away in silos so that in the seven years of famine, you can feed your kingdom and you can sell it to other people that need grain for the famine will be great. And he tells them that God has given Pharaoh a great answer through this interpretation to save his kingdom. Well, the plan seemed good to Pharaoh. This is in verse 37 of chapter 41. The plan seemed good to Pharaoh and to all the officials. So Pharaoh asked them, can we find anyone like this man in whom the Spirit of God resides? I mean, this is the most unbelievable in my mind. This is so unbelievable that Pharaoh could see God in this man. And then Pharaoh said to Joseph, he said, Since God has made all this known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace, and all the people are to submit to your orders. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. This, he goes from the prison to the palace in one day. His dream is fulfilled. The impossible dream comes and it's fulfilled in one day. And look at all the years he had to go through trials and tribulations and tough times. But his faithfulness, his walk with God, it transpired and it worked out for him and it will work out for you too. Whatever you're going through, I know that our God will help you and get you through to the other side of this and get you victory. In Jesus' name, I know it because the Bible is true and his promises and plans for you are great. And so Joseph becomes the governor of all of Egypt, the, the strongest power in the old world at that time, the ancient world. Joseph becomes the top man under Pharaoh. He gets a gold ring. He, they give him a wife. They give him a mansion. They give him everything. And of course, his dream came true. The impossible was made possible through his great God, not through a man, but God used men, and he used circumstances, and he used Joseph's faithfulness to make this dream come true for him. Well, what a great lesson this was today. I love you in the Lord so much. You're important to us. We love you. That's why we do this. We come to you to bring inspiration and encouragement to you because we love you and we want you to know the truth of the Bible. Well, this has been a glorious day. Thank you so much for being with us today. I want to pray for your dream today. I want to join together with you and pray that your dream will come true. Here we go. Dear Heavenly Father, whatever my brother or sister have in their heart that you've placed in their heart, Lord, let them open their eyes and know without a shadow of a doubt that you will work things out for them. Whatever trial or tribulation they're going into or facing, whatever mountain is facing them, Lord, you are greater than anything that can come against them. No weapon forged against them will prevail. 
Father, put a hedge of protection around them. Lord, give them the resources, the finances they need. Give them the strength, the ingenuity, the understanding, the teaching, everything that you want for them, Father. Give that to them in Jesus' name and make their dream, the impossible dream, come true through your divine purpose for their life in this life to bless others and to glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we had such a great time together today. I love you in the Lord. Until next time, be encouraged. Thank you for listening to Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. For more Encouraging Moments, go to spiritofachampion.com or join us on Facebook at Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams.